Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful Mother's Day. Excellent. Even though most people will be hearing this on Monday, it is Sunday. Yeah. Uh, although, if you're listening to it on Monday, the big news is that uh, Shanghai Disneyland opened today. That's so crazy and so exciting. Yes, it is. Um, so the big thing about that is that tickets were sold out. Which mm. may sound a little crazy, uh, but it's not because uh, Shanghai Disneyland has a park capacity of about 80,000 and the government has limited the total capacity to 30% of that amount, which is 24,000. So they're only going to see about less than a third of the max crowd there, which if you're going that day is going to be amazing because there's going to be no waits. Right. Well, that's not true. However, there so, will be a bunch of social distancing in place. That's not, yeah. So, um, actually, Disney is doing even less than 30%, even though 30% was what was recommended by the government. They're doing even less than that. So, um, so yeah, not very many people. However, if you watch the video that Tony put up um, on our Facebook page, there there's such so few people able to go on a ride at a time. Right. You know, the capacity is is definitely reduced. You know, they they're showing um their Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So, you know, like a boat ride type thing. And it's every other row. I mean, you're cutting that in half, and then they're only putting one party per row. Right. So, you know, that's definitely if you're if you're two people, whereas you might have had two and two together in one row, now it's just two, two people in that right. row. So, um, so you still may see lines, um, you know, like we had talked about the other day, things are, are, you know, blocked off where you cannot stand and trying to keep social distancing. Um, and we'll see how it goes. That video is super interesting. It walks you through how they're dealing with dining, um, how they're dealing with ride queues, um, shopping, shopping, which, yeah, I thought was interesting. Certainly certain number of people allowed in each shop. Um, even things like your um, popcorn stands and such are going to ha- they have um, designations as to where to stand to try to keep social distancing. So, um, yeah, so really interesting. And if you watch it, I don't know if you'll think the same thing I did, but there's a bunch of reporters there who are sort of following around the uh, what Andy, is he, the- Andy Borstein, the senior vice president yeah. of operations. They're sort of following him around and he's you know giving a tour and stuff and and showing them sort of what they need to do. And they're all on top of each other. They can't seem to stand in a line six feet apart. They just cannot figure it out. Right. One guy's not even wearing a face mask. I was like, if this is what it's going to look like, we're all in trouble. Well, my big thing is that the Asian countries are very much, you know, that group of reporters aside, the, the Asian countries are very big on following rules. And the Japanese the, culture well, the Japanese, is. Japanese, yeah. Not necessarily the Chinese culture. Because I think when if you try to do that same thing... Like, in America, like I think if you see some video from uh, Disney in Japan, I think it's going to be very, you know, I'd very agree. orderly. They've been wearing masks for years. Mm-hmm. They've been wearing masks in China for years. Um, and then you're going to get to America where, you know, five years ago, getting them to enforce the no smoking area yep. was a chore. Yep. You know, and how many people didn't smoke in the right area or they 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 lit one up as they were going in there in an yep. area they weren't supposed to. And that was just one small area of the park, let alone em- enforce social distancing everywhere. Uh, the thing I did think that was interesting in Shanghai was almost every attraction had a person standing at like the entry and then a person standing next to them with the sign that said, 
please, you know, yeah. please respect, uh, social, respect distancing, social distancing, six feet apart or whatever. I think there was a little bit less three there. They were doing they go. three meters. Yeah. I don't know what that translates to. Three meters. Uh, no, it must be there's one point something meters because it's a little more than three feet. Three meters would be nine feet. That's way much more. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't was. That it much. was. It was a little over a meter, which is not more than three feet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, definitely watch it. All right, and when you're done watching that, you can go over to Disney's Magic Moments and pick up the recipe for the gray stuff. That's right. They released over this weekend the recipe for the gray stuff, so you can make it at home. I hear it's delicious. <laughs> and All if right. you don't believe me. Ask the dishes. That's right. Disney World and Disneyland are um, have turned over, for one night anyway, their Twitter feed to the security team. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, this past uh, Thursday, uh, they turned it over to a security guy in Disney World, and then Disneyland saw what they had done, and they turned over the Twitter feed. And it was just kind of interesting to see them go to different attractions and... Uh, Elio from Walt Disney World is pretty funny because he, he was in Hollywood Studios and he went to the Hollywood uh, Hotel, which is where the Tower of Terror was. And he sat behind the desk and, you know, there's all cobwebs all over it. And he's like just waiting for guests to show up. Right. So it was just a, a pretty funny look and some lighthearted moments uh, on their Twitter feed. That's fun. And a lot of people have been wondering sort of what's going on in the parks while everything's closed. And that's kind of a neat thing to get to see. Exactly. Okay. Um. So now Disney has stopped any kind of dining and event registrations for all of June. That is true. They had been taking reservations um, up until Friday, um, but they are now no longer doing any dining, after-hours events, dessert parties, or special experiences, which includes uh, lightsaber building in Savi's workshop uh, through the end of June. Um, while Disney Springs has, is starting their phased reopening on May 20th, they are currently taking dining reservations for June and dates beyond. Okay, so let's talk about Disney Springs and their um, May 20th partial opening. Yes. Um, What is going to be opening there? Um, Well, it's it's going to be phased. Mm -hmm. uh, So they are going to limit um, crowd size, capacity, capacity, parking. Hours. um, Hours. Uh, they are going to have uh, third-party operating participants are going to begin opening during this first phase. So it is not going to be any of the Disney-owned properties, but mm-hmm. Disney doesn't own that much anymore. No, know? they're sort of that one that one side over by Goofy's Candy Company. Right. They've owned a, they own a few things. But... Like the other side, the Candy Cauldron. So the Candy right. Cauldron, Goofy's Candy Company, any Disney store will not open. Um, so far, Hagen, the only places that have made announcements are Hagen Dazs, STK Orlando, and Wine Bar George. Wine Bar George. Uh, but if you try to make reservations at some of these other places like Rainforest or T Rex, uh, I, I believe they're up and uh, running. So yeah, um, you can try to make dining reservations there, but they will they will be open. Now, how are they? Is Florida opening? Where you can eat inside, or is it just going to be like any kind of outdoor seating they can do or take away? They have not mentioned. They have just said that there will be limitations on uh, capacity. So I don't. It sounds know like that, it's going to be inside. Then don't know if that means capacity on you know restaurants on seating. Mm. Is the capacity in Disney Springs itself? Are they only going to allow twenty people no, in at a time? I don't think that's it. Um, but they have just said that they uh, are working with uh, you know the government officials uh, and health officials. Um, that they're just going to begin opening. So okay. uh, you can go to the Walt Disney World website um, to get more information. If you check on their Disney Springs, it's uh, you can also go to www.disneysprings.com, which just pretty much gives us the same information that we mentioned here. All right. 
Um, at the Disneyland Resort, they have started resuming um, in a limited capacity some work on the Avengers Campus and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's right. These two projects have been deemed essential work um, and that they are going to begin, uh, that they're letting cast members and contractors back in to work on them. As far as the Avengers Campus go, the cast members, Imagineers, and contractors are working to protect the project from weather. And as far as the Runaway Railway goes, they are going in to receive steel deliveries. Um, Mickey's Runaway Railway is not scheduled to open until 2022, so we're you know a little more than two years away from the opening. Um, there was some talk that with the cost cuts that uh, Disneyland might not get the Runaway Railway, but with the steel being delivered, it sounds like they are moving forward on that project. Some of the other projects in California that are still um, in a freeze are the Haunted Mansion uh, what upgrades. was that supposed to be? Uh, they were closing it down to do some modifications and updates, structural stuff. Okay. Snow White Scary Adventures, they were changing a lot of the lighting and doing some cosmetic work. And the King Arthur Carousel refurbishment. Uh, if you look at some of the pictures from Disneyland, King Arthur's Carousel is completely enclosed under a tarp. Oh, no. Um, so that work is not continuing. They were just brought in to, as I mentioned, uh, work on these, those two projects, Avengers Campus and the Runaway Railway. Okay. Um, and then back over in Disney World, the Cove Hotel, which is um, being located over at the Swan and Dolphin, is now up to seven stories. They are. Seven floors are done. Uh, that resort is going to have 349 rooms. The focus is going to be large groups and convention attendees. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they are continuing. Uh, once that's done between the Swan, the Dolphin, and the Cove, Marriott will have uh, 2,600 rooms between the three hotels. Okay. Um, and also in continuing construction is Flamingo Crossing. That's right. Flamingo Crossing, which is going to be another gate um, for the Walt Disney World Complex. They are going to uh, have hotels, Disney um, college program housing, and let's see, what was the last piece? There was one more piece. Uh, shops. Uh, they're going to have some shops. There's going to be a Target and, and some other stores over there. Uh, there's going to be a Holiday Inn Resort and a Hyatt. Um, and they are continuing work there, which is interesting. Well, because it's not really, I feel like it's not really a Disney thing. I mean, it might be partially Disney, but it's not Disney World. So they probably have a few more, um, a little more leeway. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and then McDonald's. That is just about done, the new McDonald's, the uh, newly built McDonald's. It is done. All of the exterior work is uh, done. They have themed garden walls. They have a V-shaped roof, which houses all sorts of solar panels. Um, it looks very cool. There's going to be uh, limited indoor seating because it will open under phase one or phase two, uh, whether, well, where, where they will be utilizing most of their outdoor seating. Uh, it's going to have a two-lane drive-through. And I think the interesting thing as we were looking at the plans is there's a small astroturfed area which is not necessarily a play place, but it does include two exercise bikes. So weird. Yeah. And okay. that's it. It's AstroTurf with two bikes and some light posts around it. Ugh. So if you're not a McDonald's person and uh, you prefer maybe some salads or some soups, maybe you would be heading over to the Crossroads Plaza where you enjoy Soup Plantation, one of our absolute favorites. How's that going to work out for you? Well, first off, uh, Flamingo... Uh, not Flamingo Crossing, Crossroads Plaza, a lot of those locations were closing because the property was being used for something else, I think highway uh, upgrades. 
So they were going to move anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but all Sweet Tomato Soup Plantations, which was Cheryl's, uh, one of Cheryl's favorite restaurants in the Orlando area, uh, has announced that they are going to be closing all of their chains, well, the entire chain and all of their locations, which I believe is 97 restaurants, which include 44 in California. Uh, it's going to mean that 4,400 employees are going to lose their jobs. Such a bummer. It's such a fun um, restaurant, but it is mostly, well, almost all, I guess, buffet style and, and self-serve. And those types of restaurants are going to really struggle for the next uh, at least six months. So. Yeah. I understand, but I'm so disappointed. And for those of you who have never been to Soup Plantation, they were known for their all-you-can-eat salad bar, house-made soups, focaccia pizza, pizza, baked goods, baked potato bar, pastas, soft-serve ice cream, and a beverage bar where you did pretty much everything yourself. There was nothing that they served you. Right. Uh, The only staff was there to clean tables. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bummer. All right, moving on to Disney Cruise Line news. Yes, in interesting news, uh, there's some video of it, and I'm not sure if we'll post it, but I'll try to. Um, all three Disney ships that are that have been off the coast of Florida, that is the Fantasy, the Dream, and the Magic, were in Port Canaveral over the weekend, which almost never happens. Mm. They had parking spaces for all of them? Yeah, they were all docked. They were using the Disney, um, uh, the Disney, oh, good Lord, why Dock? can't I? Dock? No. Slip? No. Slip. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know what word you want. Uh, and I can't... Oh, terminal. That's that's what I was thinking of. Okay. So they used the Disney terminal as well as two other terminals to get all three ships in at the same time. Cool. And, uh, you know, they've been continuing to uh, just kind of linger off the coast. There's an anchorage right off of Port Canaveral, the entry to Port Canaveral, uh, the waterway there. And they've been doing that and then shooting over to uh, Castaway Key mm-hmm. on certain days, probably to drop off supplies, give their cast... Uh, Stretch their legs little, off of the ship kind exactly, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, all cruises, most cruises have been canceled through at least July 2nd. And uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has said that the cruise line will likely be the last of the Disney divisions to reopen. Yeah, it's very hard to do social distancing and, and um, you know, keeping people apart from meals and all that kind of thing. You know, the whole buffet uh, issue um, so, yeah, I, I can understand that. Right. And I, I think even when there's not a pandemic, you know, you're always hearing about ships and the concern for noroviruses and uh, Yeah, and I mean, sometimes when norovirus hits real bad, you have um, the buffets turn into where the cast members are serving you. Uh, so it's, you know, not unheard of anyway. And I know that's what they were doing right before, um, they, you know, they stopped service uh, when this pandemic began. You know, where the buffet wasn't quite a buffet anymore. Right. Um, so that's probably the way things will start back up when it's time. Um, and then next up, we have uh, Dooney and Burke has released their Bambi and Friends collection. Oh, yay. I, I know. I don't really care. But um, you can get a wristlet for as little as $158. Isn't that exciting? Um, so, yeah, I guess if you, I don't know, Mother's Day's over. So if you want to spoil your father for Father's Day, you could buy him a... Uh, a wristlet from Dooney and Burke for one hundred and fifty-eight dollars. I just, I just thought they were very. It's a, it's a cute little pattern. It's got Bambi and Thumper and a raccoon and an owl and some butterflies and squirrels. And it's very woodsy. It, yeah, I mean, you know, it's cute. It's not my thing, but it's cute. Okay, uh, also not my thing. Uh, Star Wars. Um, well, I like Star Wars. I just, you know, some of it is just over the top for me. Okay. So, people who don't think Star Wars is over the top did a survey. 
And in this survey, we have found that Darth Vader is no longer the most popular of the Star Wars characters. That's right. Over the course of the past year, Baby Yoda has averaged 4.7 million searches per month. The Mandalorian has an average of 2.5 million searches per month. And the former top uh, placeholder in the Star Wars search universe, Darth Vader, has dropped down to number three with only 893,000 searches per month. Um, If you wanted to know who the top 10 most popular Star Wars characters based on internet searches are, that would be, uh, as we just mentioned, Baby Yoda, The Mandalorian, and Darth Vader, followed by Yoda, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, Anakin Skywalker, Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, and Jabba the Hutt. All right. Do you have a favorite Star Wars character? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess I like Rey. All right. Um, Tamira... Morrison is going to appear in season two of The Mandalorian as Boba Fett. Which is big news because we all know that Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc pit during Return of the Jedi. Do, or do we? did he? I don't even know what you're talking about. Why do we care? Did, was this person already Boba Fett once? Are we excited that they're coming back? Is that what's happening here? Well, Tamir Morrison portrayed Jango Fett, who is the genetic donor for all of the clone troopers as well as Boba Fett. Wow. Because we met young Boba Fett in Revenge of the... Uh, no, which which one was episode three? Um, we met Jango in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Uh, so, no, he did not... He was not Boba Fett in the movies. Okay. But he did play Jango Fett. And it's kind of big that he's coming back because now they're... You know, this is the definitive answer that Boba Fett did survive the Sarlacc pit even though you're supposed to be digested in the stomach of the Sarlacc uh, for like a thousand years. Okay. This got so geeky. Somehow he made his way out. Yet you love me just the same. I do. Um, You know what I really like? It doesn't seem as geeky. Is the National Treasure movies. And now they are putting out a National Treasure series and a third sequel. That's right. And we did watch the the original National uh, Treasure movie with the girls the other night. Because it has been released on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. finally. Um, but Jerry Bruckheimer has mentioned that they do have a National Treasure series in development for Disney+. Plus. That is going to be with a new, younger cast. Uh, not sure if it's going to be the young uh, adventures um, of Benjamin Franklin Gates uh, or if it's just going to be a completely new, younger cast. Um, and then word is that they are working on the third theatrical version of the uh, films, uh, and that will be the uh, Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin Gates uh, that we've met in the first two movies. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very exciting. So it's been about 13 years since National Treasure 2 was released. So um, they have the film um, that they've been working on. And every time you talk to Jerry Bruckheimer, they just want to get it going. So maybe this will be the impetus to get it going. Is the second one on Disney Plus also? It is. I think that might be the next movie night. Okay. Okay. Um, And then, oh, they were offering free dining for guests whose reservations were affected by the coronavirus. Um, You know, they had their um, reservations canceled. And when you'd call back up, if you um, wanted to rebook with tickets and all that, uh, you could get the free dining. And that has actually been discontinued early. It has. You were supposed to have a booking window up to May 31st for arrivals between June 1st and September 30th. And that was supposed to give you, as Cheryl mentioned, free dining. However, Disney uh, stopped that on May 8th. They have no, uh, they did not replace it with another offer, 
although they are asking impacted guests to use the Sun and Fun room offer, which will give you 25% off of select rooms. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to have to go back on these free dining things because the way that when Disney finally opens, they may be able to keep some of these people's reservations. So, you know, if you're supposed to go in, say, uh, late July or August, you know, things may be open. They may be able to keep um, those reservations. But to have free dining, especially if you were supposed to get like sit down dining or something, there might not be sit down restaurants. That might not even be a thing. Right. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to be a lot better off when things first open up to not have any kind of dining plans, but you know, just a, a pay cash for what you get type of thing. So, um, we'll see how that works out, but that would be, that's my thought when I hear this. So it'll be interesting to sort of follow along and see what happens with that. Um, filming of the new Avatar movie had been taking place and they, um, just released some photos from that filming. Um, and they are very interesting because of why. Well, the official Twitter feed for the Avatar franchise released some photos of them filming in a giant pool. (laughs) Uh, so there are some pictures of the actors getting ready to do some underwater motion capture. And the big news is that the first of the Avatar sequels will move the franchise over to the Oceans of Pandora. Um, You do see the Oceans of Pandora as part of the um, uh, flight of passage ride in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, So now this is where the the film series is heading. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the sea, SeaWorld has plotted their reopening safety plan. That was a very nice segue. Thank you. I didn't even realize we set it up like that. (laughs) Uh, So like everywhere else, SeaWorld will will require their employees to wear masks and do temperature checks. Uh, The public's going to be spaced in every other row. Uh, They do not have an opening date yet for SeaWorld, but they are saying that they're talking with state and federal officials and health authorities, and they will welcome their guests back when they have the... uh, uh, authority the approval to do so um once they are given that it's going to take two to three weeks to get the parks back uh, up and running uh, right now SeaWorld has suffered a 56.5 million dollar net loss in first quarter earnings um while attendance has tanked by 31 percent um so they need well, they want to get some guests back um they're working on designing ride reservation systems and mobile ordering for their food although they're concerned that the virtual platforms might not be fully finished by the time the park opens. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, Mm -hmm. Disney definitely has the upper hand on that because they've been working um, on a lot of that. I mean, they should be able to go, Disney could go totally to mobile ordering if they needed to, because pretty much every like main restaurant had mobile ordering. Right. So uh, the the funny thing is this article talks about um, SeaWorld smaller size could actually play into its favor. Uh, you know, they've been for a number of years trying to get back after the uh, Blackfish documentary uh, hurt their attendance and their numbers. Mm-hmm. And this, their uh, interim CEO said that we rarely operate at full capacity anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it would. And depending upon how things are with Disney World and how things open, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like, huh, if we go in August and we can't really go to the Disney World parks, like, I do a day in SeaWorld, right. you know, so it may be that kind of thing, depending upon how um, Disney World opens, because they're a little bit smaller, SeaWorld might have a chance at getting some, you know, some people who would have liked to have gone to Disney World, but it's just not really feasible at the time. Right. Just so you know, peak, uh, peak SeaWorld attendance is about $30,000, uh, 30,000 people a day, but they said that usually dwindles to about 5,000 during a slow day in January. Yeah, well... Okay, Um, and then in our last bit of news here, uh, TSA officers are now going to begin wearing face masks at U.S. airports. Wait, what? Which I find ridiculous. (laughs) 
um, is a national press release in which the Transportation Security Administration announced that its employees must begin to wear facial protection while at screening checkpoints to help minimize the spread of COVID-19. How was this not a rule already? Right. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I would be livid right? if I was traveling and I went into an airport with my face mask on, all protected, and the TSA agent didn't have a mask on. Yep. I would be so angry. They, this additional measure is not only being implemented to help minimize the spread of COVID-19, but to help raise the health and safety level inside the airports. Just one of the places where you two, so two easy later. to... It's ridiculous. It's so easy to pick up. It's been sort of the hotbed of of contracting the right. coronavirus is, oh, you were on a plane? You were in an airport? Looks like you got it. Right. And just now they're getting around to it? The TSA is also considering changes to its screening system to minimize risks and limit physical interactions with security checkpoints. Travelers are encouraged to wear face coverings. Uh, and as a side note, many airlines are going to require that their uh, passengers wear airline uh, face protection. I just can't believe this hasn't already happened. I mean, maybe... Just, just because of the state that we're in, you know, in Connecticut, we've had to wear um, face coverings now for, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of thought that was a thing everywhere. Right. Uh, so while travelers are encouraged to wear face coverings, they may, however, be asked to momentarily lower it for identity verification purposes. And uh, that makes that's sense. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. But nobody needs to see the TSA agent's face. No. So they should have had the mask on all along. Exactly. So annoyed. Exactly. I'll stop getting annoyed and let's get ready for some trivia. <laughs> all right. All right, everyone. Get your thinking caps on and your pens and pencils ready because it's time for another edition of Isabel's Disney Trivia. Okay. Tonight's theme is Monsters, Inc. All right. I'm ready. We have multiple choice questions tonight. Thank goodness. Options A through D. All right. Question one. The Monsters, Inc. company motto is A. Scaring is caring. B. We scare because we care. C. Screams to power your life. Or D. The Monstrous Energy Company. Lily? B. Mom? I also said B. The answer is B. We scare because we care. Why does dad get I know. to... He should not go last because I should get to say what the answer okay, is. Okay, you can say the answers. Well, you do say the answers, right? No, but he well, should just answer... Time he goes, the answer. Okay. Next? <laughs> Let's not air our dirty laundry. <laughs> Question two. Monsters, Inc. takes place in which city? A. Monstro City. B. Monsterville. C. Screamsville. Or D. Monstropolis. D. I also have D. I have D. The correct answer is D. C. <laughs> what you is have that to correct say answer? It again. Monstropolis. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> hey, okay. I thought you never. Mind. Question three. Mike calls his plush monster bear A. Mr. Fuzzies. B. Little Mikey. C. Googly Bear. Or D. Smooshy. This was hard. Yes. B. I also said B. I also said B. The correct answer is B, little Mikey. Nice. I didn't know if it was A or B. Googly bear is what Celia I know. Him. That's C and D. I, I got rid of those. I knew okay. that wasn't it. Question four. What does the CDA stand for? A, Community Disaster Agency. B, Child Discovery Agency. C, Corporate Disaster Alert. Or D, Child Detection Agency. D. I also have D. D. 
The correct answer is D, Child Detection Agency. Well, I'm so much better at these multiple choices. Yeah, well, everybody has the same thing, <laughs> so how's that going for us? Well, we've all watched a lot of um, Monsters, Inc. If you did it on, like, a more obscure movie, maybe we wouldn't be as good. Like what? I don't know, like a princess movie. Like, if you did it on, like, Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Question five. Yeah. Who does the CDA refer to as number one? A, Roz, B, Sully, C, Boo, or D, Mr. Waternoose? A. I also have A. I also, also have A. The correct answer is A, Roz. See, when you give us some hints. (laughs) Boy, wasn't that exciting. So what's the final tally, Isabel? Everybody got them all right. <laughs> wow. I like this so much better. <laughs> you know what? Perhaps if we play Operation, we can take the batteries out so it doesn't buzz. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. I'm Isabel. And I'm Lily. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>